0: It's likely you may not realize that a large percentage of the disease that we face in modern civilization is related to an artifact of electricity. Hi, this is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health, and today we are joined by Sam Milham, who is a, a really a pioneer in the understanding of what's conventionally called Dirty electricity. In fact, he wrote a book by that title. But uh, uh, I think a more precise definition would, would be EMI or ele- electrical field interference. Dr. Milham is a MD and an epidemiologist. Actually, that was an area of, of pursuit that I had considered in, uh, following, but decided just to go straight through my family practice residency. But he's done decades and decades of pioneering research. And in his book, which is pretty much an autobiography of sorts, he details and and, uh, discusses the extensive journey he took to help uncover this link between this artifact of uh, electrical distribution, this dirty electricity, and its connection to so many diseases. And we'll discuss also how this impacts At the core, the foundation which we're coming to appreciate is is really of all disease, which is mitochondrial function. So welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Dr. Milham. My pleasure. So uh, now you you actually attended the Albany New York Medical School, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and that's where you got your, and you went to your undergraduate there too. And uh, you had a, quite a bit of a journey. Uh, you got your MPH, your Master's of Public Health at Johns Hopkins, and uh, then you became board certified in public health and went to Washington and uh, Hawaii, I believe, and then came back to the States. So perhaps you can uh, su- summarize your journey in, in the process. You, you detail quite a bit in your book, but I think our, our viewers would be really interested in your background to, to place this into a context
1: of what we're going to discuss. Oh, well, I really got interested in medicine uh, way back in college. I went to Union College in Schenectady, New York, and uh, I, ha- I had a job uh, working weekends. I ran a-, a lab in a small Catholic hospital. And uh, so I got to see, uh, you know, draw blood from patients and start IVs and hung around a pathologist and learned about disease. And uh, the-, the thing that struck me was... Uh, I was more interested in why they were there than what to do once they got there. Mm-hmm. So uh, when, I, when I, after medical school, uh, it's kind of an accident that I got to, into epidemiology. I, When I showed up for my internship at the U.S. Public Health Service in Massachusetts, almost all the, the, res, the residencies were spoken for already. And uh, the one that was open was epidemiology, so I took it. And I've never regretted it for a second. I was always interested in the science of, of disease. And uh, so that's how I got started.
0: Well, OK, thank you for that historical perspective. And how old are you now?
1: 80, I'll be 85, May 12th.
0: Well, congratulations, because you know it's very clear from our brief conversation that your brain is working the way it was designed to, that you are not impaired by many of the degenerative diseases that impact so many people at that age, where you can, you can see it very clearly in your speech patterns. But your brain seems to be working pretty well, because, I suspect, in a good part, because you've been avoided the, the, this artifact of dirty electricity. So... Let's talk about dirty electricity. How is it generated? And what you know? What is it specifically?
1: Okay. Well, well uh, you know, our, the electric grid uh, began with Edison in 1892 in uh, at the Pearl Street Generations generating station, and it turns out that from the very second he started generating electricity, he was Making dirty electricity. And the way I know that is because if you read his, his, uh, he he's got tons of publications, and he had a big problem with his original generators, these big jumbos, and they had brush arcing. You know the the way they make electricity is they 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 spin, they spin magnets and have brushes to pick up the contact points. Uh, all electric motors have brushes and generators have them. They're made out of graphite. But uh, he tried to solve the problem by dumping mercury into his motors, uh, his generators, but that made everybody sick. But but just by the fact that he had this extensive brush arcing, we, I know that he uh, his original electricity, and from then till now, has, has uh, suffered from some sort of brush arcing. And arcing and sparking makes dirty electricity, which is really high frequency uh, high frequency electric transients they come and go, they're spiky, they have very short latency times and uh, so from from the outset of the grid we are were, we're, we're being exposed to to this business, and it's not the sixty cycle stuff that we're talking uh, talking uh, uh, frequencies up in the kilohertz and and uh, and higher frequencies, thousands of cycles a second.
0: So is it actually going to the megahertz range, or does it stop at the high kilohertz?
1: Oh, well, I think it goes higher, but it seems the kilohertz range is, is what really is getting us, making us mm-hmm. sick.
0: Yeah, and uh, just so you know, if you are uh, currently, if you currently have photovoltaic panels or solar panels in your home, in an effort to generate clean electricity. Uh, I've had once, I've had 15 kilowatts of panels for the last five years, and that's great. But what you probably don't understand is that those photovoltaic panels generate DC current, which is essentially unusable in most homes. So what you need to do is use an inverter that converts it to AC current. And this is a phenomenal source of dirty electricity. So if you have uh, solar panels or you know someone that does, you need to let them listen to this interview and understand that they need to remediate it. So I, I remediated mine and, and tested it, and it's fine now. But it will cause dirty electricity, which will cause problems.
1: Yeah, but the other problem with that is the big commercial solar arrays; they have inverters, mm-hmm. thousands of them, if they're big arrays, and mm-hmm. they all make dirty electricity. So if you're on a, if your utility has got an appreciable uh, wind or or solar component, it's by definition giving you dirty electricity.
0: Wow, that's a very good point. I had to consider the commercial aspect. And there are islands, the entire island is being generated by solar electricity. And Kauai, uh, which is, of course, one of the U.S. states or a subsection of the U.S. states of the Hawaiian Islands, is planning within the next 10 or 20 years to have their entire island be generated. But they've got, I think, a, a few hundred megawatt systems that are out there now, generating a significant portion, and they store it in the batteries. But you're right, it has to be converted. You can store it as DC current in the batteries, but ultimately that's useless in our current system. It didn't have to be, but we chose to operate on AC currents. And if we didn't have that interconversion, it wouldn't be an issue. So this is a big issue if you have solar panels or if your utility is generating uh, electricity through the use of uh, either wind or solar. So thank you for that uh,
1: consideration. Another little anecdote that when I first discovered this business uh, I went went to got on online and I, I studied and looked up the commercial sources of photovoltaic inverters to companies that sell these. and I found this this wonderful statement at the end of this this uh, list of a thousand of these things that they were selling It said all A L L all photovoltaic inverters like uh, c- create. Uh, AM radio interference. What does that tell you? It says they are all dirty.
0: Yeah. Uh, so as the, you know, we're talking about dirty electricity. But as I said earlier, the other term is EMI. That's right. Or electromagnetic interference, which you know is a more precise definition. Dirty is sort of a lay term, but that's what it is. It's electromagnetic right. interference, and and that classic example is this AM radio wave uh, transmission interruption. So. Uh, why, so why should we be concerned about emi in our homes I mean so what does it matter What's the big deal?
1: the, the big deal is that uh, over you know over the 50 or 40 years I've been doing this business uh, it's become super clear that that the, the emi or dirty electricity is very biologically active and it's just and I wrote, I wrote the book, to To basically warn, to warn the, the population, because nobody seemed to pay attention to it, is that that's this is the major cause of all the so-called diseases of civilization. We're talking everything, cardiovascular disease, all the cancers, and even suicide, which really got caught my eye. When I looked at the cause of death, causes of death uh, in this country, the only cause that wasn't linked to it was the auto accidents. You know, basically.
0: Yeah, I, I am sure that it's a it's a contribution, and I'm actually becoming passionate about this. I've known about dirty electricity or EMI for for a decade or longer, maybe two decades, but I've never really fully appreciated the impact it had until I read your book, and it became the light started to kick on. And for the last year or so, I've been uh, immersing myself in the literature of mitochondrial function, and I think that's the way that it impacts its effects. So. Ultimately, it's mediated through some component, but I do believe there's other variables that contribute to the diseases, that you mentioned, that can't be overlooked, such as the processing of food, the food selection, the contamination with toxins like glyphosate. Uh, And then we also have, there's other types of uh, non-native EMF exposure that I think it's important to ground people up. There's basically three. One is magnetic, which this is not. The other is electrical, which is what this is, EMI. And then the third is microwaves, which is not your microwave oven necessarily, although that is a form, but it really is the communication that the cell phones and your routers and your portable phones. So those are all three. And what we're t- talking today is about the electrical component. Uh, all of them contribute to it. And, and you know, and they I think they have they have probably similar mechanisms. And uh, I was reading a research paper today, actually, and I don't know if you've encountered this before, but some of the speculation is that th- this, well, I'll let you talk about it first, but I'll talk about some of the biological mechanisms is that these peaks, this electro interference within, the system, within, your, within your circuits actually extends out, uh, how far? Six, 10, 20 feet? And it resonates with your biology and that, co- that activates the, the biological changes.
1: <laughs> Look, as long as we're talking about inverters and you got into microwaves All, all transmitters, AM, FM, and especially cell towers mm-hmm. Your cell phone works because there's a transmitter out there that transmits to you They all run on DC So every cell tower in the world has a huge inverter in it uh, to, to make the DC to run the transmitter And also to charge the backup batteries And and they, they make dirty electricity by the ton. And uh, I studied a school that had uh, lots of schools have cell towers on campus. And what they're doing is they're bathing the kids. And uh, and it gets back into the wires, the wires, the power wires that service it. And so the grid becomes an antenna for all this dirty electricity. And it extends miles downstream. And the way you can get, get a distance figure is uh, there's a, a, a clever study done in brazil where they looked at deaths from cancer by distance of residence from the base of the cell tower and they got effects out to, to 500 meters that's 1500 feet and i'll tell you the cell tower can't talk that far it's the it's the dirty electricity the emi in the grid and the wires running into your house through the ground and, and through your power cords that's doing it so
0: Okay. So obviously it needs to connect to your biology in some way and it does that when when it's on a circuit cuz say you had a solar panel in your house not all the circuits will be hooked up to that. It's only the circuits that are hooked up to that inverter they're that going to be influenced by this. And actually if you have solar panels this isn't an issue at night cuz there, there's no sun out so it's not going to generate this interference. But once it's generated it how far away do you have to be from that wire to actually resonate with that frequency and have it transmit into your body
1: oh, well actually you can be quite far from it what what happens is i studied this in a condo i owned in california which is built on a slab and uh, and what i well let's back up a little bit about 3 years ago marty Graham, who with uh, Dr. Professor Graham who recently died, died a couple years ago. Uh, and, and, and Stetzer who basically pioneered and, and, and studied this whole field and trained me and he got me started with a small grant. He sent me uh, an off the shelf fluke multi, uh, uh, multimeter measures, you know, volts, amps, ohms, and he showed me how to use it to measure current in my body. And that's been a mind blower. In fact, I got two papers in press now that look at it what what you do, i put an ekg patch on my chest for one lead of the thing and the other thing goes to an outlet ground or a true ground mm-hmm. and i block, drive a stake in the ground and and it measures the current that's in my body and i find that that just walking on the pavement in an area i could get very very high and probably you know carcinogenic fields of of a of current in my body.
0: What types of voltages are you experiencing? Or are you measuring?
1: Well, we're we're talking millivolts, but we're millivolts. Talking, we're, we're, but we're also talking uh, microamps. Now, the, the EPRI and, and their people have uh, written extensively on contact currents, and and NIH has studied this years ago, and they conclude that eighteen microamps is sufficient to. to Put enough current, your uh, voltage in your body, uh, to give you cancer uh, with a chronic exposure. Well, hell, I find two, three hundred microamps, lots of places, just standing on the floor.
0: So that Fluke multimeter is able to measure that for you. All you do is hook it up to an EKG electrode anywhere on your body.
1: Yeah, well, in fact, uh, that exactly. But what I do is I got tired of ripping the hair off my chest with the EKG pad, so I just stick it in my mouth. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, you, you, one of the leads on the fluke multimeter. Yeah,
1: right. And the other one Sigma goes
0: It goes into the ground.
1: Right. Electrical yeah. ground. You're fine. Right.
0: And, and then you look and you measure microamps and uh, yeah. millivolts.
1: Microamps cr- cursing through my body. And uh, and, and with the real blow, mind blower was uh, when I, I got it like this. I'm sitting at a Hewlett-Packard laptop, and I was measuring myself, and I just touched the 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 case of the laptop and found out it was putting 80 microamps into my body I finally got I got rid of it by by putting a USB to an outlet ground mm-hmm. and that fixed it you can buy those uh, and if you if you find out yours is bad the other horrendous well many, is,
0: many of the notebooks if they have uh power supplies that are grounded that tends to solve the problem too but so a lot what? of them aren't I think the apples are not
1: grounded well this, this one isn't grounded but when I grounded it it's fine but the other uh, other thing I notice is that almost all all light non incandescent lighting puts the curtain of your body just directly from the light. The really? Light. Absolutely.
0: Wow, and you've measured that in the flute. Absolutely. I, it's it's I, not surprising because we've had Dr. Uh, a physician, Andrew, Andrew uh, Vunch, Dr. Vunch who uh, is a German photobiologist who goes into it just from a logic, biological light perspective, but I didn't realize it had electrical implications also. That's interesting.
1: Well, you know, uh, it just explains a ton. I started doing occupational mortality stuff, you know, 30 years ago, and it's my contrib- contribution is still online. You can look at Washington state mortality for every cause, every occupation, And I was always puzzled why the highest cancer rates of all the occupations are teachers and professors and office workers. Why is melanoma more common in people who work indoors than outdoors? Why is it more common in teachers and and professors than it is in in lifeguards or farmers? And and why do you get it on parts of your body that never see the sun? It's due to this. It's due to EMF. And... uh, And as I've I've been measuring schools and and colleges, and uh, hey, wow! I'm telling you, it's just no place to hide. Well, well, let,
0: let me just a bit of give a bit of clarification because EMF would also include healthy biological sunlight. So there are healthy EMFs. So this is non-native, artificial EMFs that are the source of the problem. But what I'd like you to go on is describe some of the research that you did, some of the pioneering your work, especially in the, I believe, the California school system where you were called out uh, to find out a, a series of, uh, I believe, 13 teachers who had contracted cancer and the reluctance that you encountered. When, from the school board and the, and the system there that didn't want your input, it didn't want your help at all. And it actually was the teachers themselves who were pleading with you to help them solve this issue. And that how you discovered that uh, male breast cancer is actually a sentinel for EMF exposure, just like uh, mesothelioma is a sentinel for asbestos exposure.
1: That's that's true. You know, and I can't can't make anybody believe it. In fact, the second edition of my book. Uh, I, I comment woefully that uh, that the, the, there was an epidemic of male breast cancer at Camp Lejeune and Marine Corps. So I wrote to them and and said, Hey, look at this: 15 studies that link EMF to this. Uh, they were saying it was due to uh, uh, water con- uh, drinking water contamination. There's no way it's due to EMF for sure. And uh, but but they made they just ignored me. And uh, in fact, they got federal money to to, to to take the sting out of their problems and well you know it's just, it's just it just boggles my mind how politics and money and greed you know, overwhelm everything
0: well your experience in the california school system was uh, quite a powerful anecdotal illustration of that so i'm wondering if you could expand on it now and share that listen that uh, okay. with our viewers
1: well right after i moved down there uh, there's an article in the desert sun paper it's published in Palm Springs, and these teachers were had uh, had called in a had, had told their school system their school system that they were certain that they had an epidemic of cancer in, in a middle school, McKinta Middle School. Well, the you know the teachers were smart; they they knew teachers at other schools, and they had they recognized that thirteen of them uh, had had developed cancer and they didn't know of another school in the whole system with more than two or three. So uh, they, they they complained to the superintendent of the schools that she hired a, a guy from the local cancer rescue who came and spent two hours telling them it was all in their head and that it was due to sunshine. And and uh, when I read the article, I went to my computer and, and looked up how big the school was and I knew right away that they, they were right, they had a beef so I, I tried for about four or five months to contact the school to, I kept writing and and uh, I got no answers finally I went to the superintendent and she said well uh, that we're satisfied with our expertise uh, with our expert advice from uh, the utility company
0: the utility <laughs> company
1: <laughs> <laughs> basically he might as well be utility company but anyway uh, so I called, so I went to the I went to the newspaper and, and uh, told them, hey, look, here's my name and phone number. If the teachers are interested, I'll, I'll take a look at this with them. So I did that, and uh, but basically uh, we did get into the school just uh, two, two consecutive nights. And shortly after that, uh, the, I was accused of criminal trespass by the school district. They didn't want me in there. And it was just like pulling teeth. We got the study done without any help from the school. They could have helped us by giving us teachers' rosters and stuff. We did it all just with the teacher's help and, and with, with some uh, classroom assignment rosters that one of the teachers had, had saved. And you know, I think it's and the, the real proof of the pudding is that it's been out there for nearly 10 years. Nobody's been able to shoot it down. And, and, when, and,
0: and when you say out there, you mean published, published, published in peer-reviewed yeah. scientific yeah. journals. Yeah,
1: American Journal of Industrial Medicine. And uh, the other thing about it that, that's so right on and so unbelievable is uh, this, we only had 18 total cancers when we were done, but three of them had risk ratios, about 10, which you almost never see and with just power frequencies. You get twos and threes. And the, the three cancers that we found that were high in these teachers were identically elevated in the, the big California's Teachers Association study. That can't happen by chance. Uh-huh. So I've contacted the Teachers Association. They stone me too and you know, and and uh, I did another school. Uh, I tried to do another school. Uh, had a cell tower on campus and an epidemic, uh, mostly breast cancer in the staff. And uh, once again, uh, they hired uh, a Kaifitz, uh, to come to a school board meeting and and try to shoot down my stuff and and so they wouldn't cooperate. So what are you gonna do? You they can lead these people from water, but they <laughs> you can't make them drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the science of epidemiology, there couldn't be a better suited discipline, scientific discipline, to evaluate this because they really carefully study populations and statistics and see if there's any significant uh, correlation or connection to these causal factors. So this is the type of scientist you want to evaluate. and It's really somewhat incredulous, but not unreasonable to find out that there's been this uh, rejection of this type of work because of the influence of the traditional uh, industries that uh, would be impaired by accepting this type of approach and, and really ascribing any health Damage to exposure; these types of fields. So there's a strong negative incentive for the uh, uh, really against uh, spreading this type of information. But what intrigued me too is that when you did your initial analysis, when you, because you know, when just as a scientist, you're going to do some historical review first, and when you studied the literature, you found a pretty strong correlation with. Electrification and mortality with some adult cancers including female breast cancer dates back to the 30s and 40s We're talking, you know 70 80 years ago. So maybe you can elaborate on that
1: Well, hey, actually dates back to 1900. You know, I was amazed if you look at longevity Well, what happened in this country that was really unusual it's so big and the electrification is so expensive wire generators, etc that Edison had this great idea and uh, by the turn of the century almost all the big cities in the world had electricity. The rural areas in this country didn't finally catch up to the cities till mid-50s. So you had half a century with two huge populations covered by a a good vital record system, deaths, births, etc. And one was exposed to electricity and the other wasn't. If you compare those two those two populations, the differences are just amazing. At the turn of the century, if you lived in New York City or or most of the other cities in the country, your longevity, your average life expectancy was uh, low 50s. If you're Amish who didn't use electricity or if you lived out in the Toulouse, like rural Mississippi uh, or rural New York State for that matter, your longevity was up in the 70s. So. Then, if you fast forward to the to 1930s, uh, I, I, well, actually, even within the 20s, I found uh, uh, in one of the vital statistics books, one of the guys who put it together, this is death, all deaths in USA, noticed that the urban cancer excess was 58% higher than the rural cancer, cancer mortality. I mean, that's wow. I mean, it's enough to blow your mind. So it was all internally consistent. This has been going on since Edison.
0: So that's one of your skill sets, is that you can look through these data sets and extract this type of information that wasn't really well known because no one was looking for it. I mean, why would they think to even look for an association between electrical use and mortality or, or these types of diseases? But you did that. You analyzed it, and you came up with these results, and you published them.
1: That's why I wrote the book. I mean, when I, I saw that, st- well, I went in looking at. I started with the childhood leukemia. That's a great disease to study because they the the peak incidences age two and three. If they're going to die in the old days, they all died. You you, you had good access, a good diagnosis. It's, it's a hard high diagnosis to miss in a small kid. You know, you just do a blood test and a uh, finger stick, and you have it. So when I, I when I got into looking in the national data set, I was astonished that it wasn't just cancer, leukemia, it was all cancers. It was cardiovascular disease and suicide. The suicide data is just beautiful. And you could just see, uh, you had have the, as, as electrification proceeded, we, thank God the c- census in in, in 2030 and 40, they asked whether the house was hooked to the grid. And if you look at that state by state or farm by farm, you could. Track electrification and the cancer rates and the, the so-called diseases of civilization rates just paralleled electrification chapter and verse. It's a striking data, and uh, what I tell you what it's getting worse and, and it's getting worse, uh, and, and right now it's getting worse in this country compared to other countries because of of ground currents, uh-huh. utilities in this well the well we can get into the, the the grid in this country is called the grounded Y grid, and in Europe they don't have it, and uh, it, it was designed for lightning protection, etc. But now, uh, about 80% of the current that's delivered to loads, to your house, to your business, returns to the substations via the earth, and and uh, now they they have four ground contacts per mile when they used to be one, and every transformer I've checked has got a a wire running from the center tap of the palm-mounted transformer or the ground transformer uh, to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, and you know the far- the dairy farmers first, were first to pick this up. They picked it up in the seventies, and they noticed their cows were dying and weren't given milk, wouldn't reproduce. And uh, it turns out that uh, this big old bossy is a wonderful canary in the coal mine for EMF and Stetzer and Graham and, and others did a wonderful study. And they parsed out what parts of the EMF spectrum are impacting uh, milk production in a cow. Here, they measure the milk every day or every other day in cow, how much she makes. And it just and they know t- to the pound, uh, her milk production and her health, if she's got mastitis or whatever else, or pus production, they, they do cell counts in milk. and. And Stetzer and, and they published a wonderful paper showing which harmonics, you know, multiples of 60 are the bad ones, and 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 how the transients uh, you know, affect the milk production. So, you know, we got good animal work. Don't have to use rats. We got big cow work, and it's and they had it for 60 years, and and it's get, it's getting worse. And the Amish are just the one wonderful uh, control group. And I just read a paper, and this this is another mind-blower. The, there's another sect, the Hutterites. They, they have all the habits of the Amish, except they use industrial electricity. And this study was of asthma. People noticed that uh, the, Am- the Amish kids don't get asthma. That's amazing. And, and it's almost never seen. And the Hutterites get it. Why the Hutterites use electricity? And the Amish don't. There's the answer right there. I wrote to the journals; they won't publish it. And uh, when stetzer and his friends cleaned up a a, a a school in in Wisconsin, thirty-seven of the kids who used inhalers for asthma tossed them away, and only three still needed their yes. inhalers. You know, you, when you were talking about uh, Mother Nature, let's face it: when the planet cooled down, we we're exposed to magnetic field from the earth's core, it's a static field. We had the Schumann resonances uh, from lightning bouncing off the Van Allen belt, and we had frictional electricity. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we've got cosmic rays coming in from space. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff that we're exposed to now, increasingly, is, is man-made. And mm-hmm. what's happened in the last 15, 20 years to really kill us, besides the microwaves is, and this, this is a big one, uh they they just dis- they discovered that you know the old electric motors like off all devices like your fan had an on-off switch or a high, medium, low. Now they use little electronic doodads called variable frequency drives. You put them on small motors, on huge motors, and and they all crap up the electricity. And Interesting. They, and they, they put out terrible stuff. In fact, you've got a paper we, we identified, a, we studied a cluster of, ch- of a ocular melanoma, a really rare eye cancer in North Carolina. And I'm, I'm, I'm positive it was caused by a variable frequency drive from a, a natural gas pumping and purification station. And, uh, and, and, and uh, well, right now, my friend Dave Stetzer, he and his wife had to move out of their house because uh, they live in Wisconsin where they mine this fracking sand. And uh and he when they, they, they put VFDs on the, the big motors that, that run the process, and he's eight miles from the thing and it drove him out of his house. He noticed that the, the fans in his house on the stove were were oscillating with frequency. So he, so he got his oscilloscope out and measured it. And it's it's broken his uh, his air conditioner, his hi-fi, and his wife gets tachycardia, and he gets sick to his stomach. I mean, instead of living in a cabin. A guy named John Ott studied kids in a, in a Florida school way back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And he, the kids had ADHD. And he, he knew it had something to do with the fluorescent lighting. What he did was he, he put a wire mesh grid in front of the lights and grounded it, and that could protect the kids. I don't think he knew exactly what he, he was protecting them from, but he did it, and it worked. His yeah. book was health of light is the name of his book. I really yeah, read.
0: a great book. He was Wonderful a major book. pioneer. he he was uh, I think he lived down in Florida, certainly worked for for Disney. yeah uh, did a lot of pioneering work an amazing I,
1: I read read that book all the time.
0: <laughs> so he was an inspiration to you. that's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He was right so,
0: so, but we can remediate against these fields. now, and l- let me go back to some of the potential biological mechanisms because, these fields, these aberrant uh, peaks that come out, they if you're within a range uh, which could be fairly significant, it's certainly more than ten feet, they're going to resonate with your body, and then they're going to cause some biological effect. And it's and I've seen some research where suggested mechanism of the uh, health consequences are related to the production of a uh, reactive nitrogen species, not a reactive oxygen species, which is ROS. This is RNS, reactive nitrogen species, it's called perioxynitrate. Right. And are, are you familiar with that work at all?
1: I am, but you know, I, I think you, you can back up, and I think it's, I, I think EMF, EMI is is a stressor. And if you go into the mm-hmm. stress, stress literature, in fact, we did a, did a study showing that if we cleaned up the electrical environment, we, we reduced the. The, st- the stress hormones, and uh, and ADHD is is uh, is is caused by a. Uh, 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 I don't. We don't have to get technical for your audience, but uh, I think stress is the big common denominator for, for all this business. And, and, and well, can, you, but,
0: can you can you uh, define stress first, Because it has many different meanings.
1: Well, well. Uh, Psychological stress, physical stress, thermal stress, electrical stress, I think the endpoints all the same. Okay. I think you get a flight and fight reaction. Uh, cortisol goes up, uh, the the neurotransmitters change. Uh, it, and uh, well, we got a paper I wrote on it and we actually went into a library that was really dirty and we measured the neurotransmitters uh, and, and uh, showed that once we filtered the place, the neurotransmitter levels changed. And there's a wonderful study by Buckner and Egger in Germany. They went into a pristine valley uh, before a cell tower came in, and they showed long term, lasting changes and a whole panoply of, of uh, hormones that they could measure, stre- uh, including stress hormones.
0: So th- there's a, I would say, the vast majority of the public. Maybe as high as ninety-five percent or ninety-nine percent. Don't believe this. They don't believe there's any harm or concern here, even though you know you've compiled a lot of good evidence that suggests otherwise. But th- of those that do, a fairly sig- fairly significant of the po- percentage of those population would, would understand the dangers of microwave radiation. And in fact, even the World Health Organization has categorized it as a class two B carcinogen, which is possible carcinogen so i'm wondering if you could compare the dangers of the microwave radiation to the dirty electricity which is the lower frequency
1: let me let me just uh remind you in the audience that that uh microwaves began with radar in world war ii okay Mm -hmm. uh radar range that was the first microwave oven they called them radar ranges Mm -hmm. well heck back in the early twenties and thirties, before microwaves existed, this stuff was killing us like flies. It's mm-hmm. the it's the power frequency, it's the grid, it's it's all the dirty electricity from arcing and sparking and from all the other junk we put into
0: the but, grid. but aren't those two separate entities that the, the, no, they're, they're, no, the same they're, they're just I mean, on the different they're on the same spectrum, but they're different frequencies. Is that the, the th-
1: case? Different frequencies and uh, different harmonics. I don't think any any unnatural radiation is good for you, except the uh, sunlight's good, you know, it gives you vitamin D. And
0: well, and we have the red and the near-infrared, which have many other biological beneficial benefits.
1: But even Ott showed, uh, if you wear a purple, Pink sunglasses, uh, you got sick, you know.
0: And, yeah. Well, if you wear them during the daytime when you're out in the sun, if you wear them at night, they may be actually better than the blue blockers because they also block <laughs> blue, green, and yeah. yellow, which after the sun goes down, you know we were never exposed to because the only light that humans have been exposed to for a million years is really that from fire. Fire. Which which does yeah. not have blue, certainly, and fire. has minimal green and orange or green and yellow.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. You know, the, uh, the, but you know, uh, the, my dream is, you know, at 85, I'm not going to be around much more. You know, the utility industry recognized uh, 30 years ago, they, they said that we could fix this country up uh, health wise uh, and, and solve the cow problem by putting a fifth wire up on the grid to, to put the neutrals back on the poles and back to the substation. And if we could do that, we could have the kind of health pattern that the Amish have. Their cancer rates are 40% of ours. They're, there's no ADHD. There's very, very little. There's almost no suicide. There's, my God. It's a. I I figured well, that it. Would,
0: could, it would seem that this is a really important part of the solution for all the new Solar installations that are going up—they need to put this fifth wire on there. There, there seems to be an important need for some type of campaign to educate this, because my guess is that it wouldn't be that expensive to install initially. It would certainly be more expensive to retrofit it.
1: Well, you know the the even 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 after the grid's up, uh, they actually studied this. I think in Michigan or Minnesota, the science advisors—they they they did a dummy run of. uh, how much it had cost to, to 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 put all of the, the the dirty the EMI back into the wires, and it came to some trivial, like twelve cents uh, for for a, a typical household, and uh, increase your electric bill by under a buck, and, and they could in a couple of years they could have the whole whole uh, s- s- state cleaned up, but you know uh, util- utilities. Uh, they they are just greedy. They, they they don't want to spend spend their bucks on. Uh, no on no,
0: they're they're not much different than any other large corporation. Company. Actually, yeah, they're really similar between the food industry, the drug industry. They've got yeah. many many similarities, but uh, many times their uh, actions can be motivated by educated and informed consumers consumers who actually vote with their pocketbooks, which is just a bit more challenging to do with utility because usually you only have one utility serving you. You can't have a selection of different utility providers where you can with uh, the, many of the items that we consume, especially food. But I think a coordinated action on educated consumers could influence them. And it, it's actually something that I'm uh, intrigued and motivated to do because this is such a pervasive issue. It's needlessly harming most all of us and, and, and every one and, of us, all of us. Well, you can remediate against it, but you know you're still you're going to go in and be in environments where it's not remediated. But you can you can, and I'm sure your home is remediated too. But it's still it's only partial. It's not it's not you know it's not a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite places is a local farmers market here, and and last year I, I was horrified to find out that just walking or standing mm. in that place. I was putting, you know, 200 microamps of current into my body just by virtue of... the
0: oh, well, I love this concept because anyone watching this can do this experiment. Now, <clears throat> so can you run it by us again? Because, it, you know, I, you said you put one of the electrodes under your tongue to ground it, but where's where are you going to put the ground if you're at the farmer's market? I mean, because well, you...
1: Got- I have a long... I got a long wire. Mm-hmm. That I plug in either to a, a, an available plug the little round thing is the the ground Mm -hmm. plug i've got a i went to hardware store and i fabricated a plug that just has the ground attached Mm -hmm. so i plug into that and and short of that i have 30 50 feet of wire i can drive a stake into the ground off the premises and that's a true ground and i compare that to the the utility ground and they're pretty close so okay do and, uh, so you could
0: just, just stick a stake in the ground and do it do it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, I like when I first I went under a five hundred kV line and there's no outlets there. I just drove a stake in the ground and I made measurements of magnetic field and body current just to see how they compared. And what did you find
0: when you under that five hundred kV?
1: They're both they're both high, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no surprise. But how high were they relative to the other? Well,
1: well you know the the magnet the actually. Well, what I found was interesting is the magnetic field as you got away from the line, it stayed high, uh, uh, higher than, uh, in other words, it, it, dropped, it didn't drop off as fast as the, the body current, which is good news. Okay. But, anyway, and what,
0: but and it, and what, when when people measure this, what would be considered a healthy or normal body current?
1: Well, body current, uh, you want to keep it under eighteen.
0: Eighteen micro, um, microamps. Eighteen micro,
1: microamps.
0: Microamps. Okay, under and, and the higher it is, the, the worse. worse it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So under my ten. And what about the voltage? How many millivolts?
1: Well, voltage. You know, uh, I've com- I've done some voltage comparisons. You can actually take if you have an oscilloscope tracing. Uh, you can you can you know voltage equals V e equals I R, it equals current times resistance. You can assume the resistance of the human being is five hundred ohms. So if you uh, if you know the amperage and the resistance, you can figure what the voltage is, you can do it the other way. So if I take an oscilloscope tracing mm-hmm. of a place, uh, I might come up with say hundred uh, millivolts. Well, I can divide that, multiply that by 500 or, or or just double it, and and that gives me an estimate of what the amperage is, and it's almost almost close. First mm-hmm. time I did it, I came out, observed 270, I would have expected 290 microamps. So I know, that, I know it works.
0: Okay. And again, that 270 is significantly higher than the 18 microamps itself. Oh, did you, oh wow.
1: Oh, wow. Did, yeah. did you
0: ever get into milliamps where it's that high?
1: Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, in the downgrounds and the development right near the, the school I studied in California, it's not just the school. It's that whole swath of, of that part of the town. Uh, there's a boys and girls club. There's an elementary school. There's a YMCA daycare. They're all off scale for this. And there's a development adjo- adjoining to it where the, there's cancer like every house in that block. And I measured the downgrounds and the fo- the power poles in the backyards, and and I got up into the milliamps there. Wow.
0: So you would expect lots of problems. Now, what's more dangerous, the higher uh, amperage or higher voltage? Or are they, they're, obviously, they're connected through that formula. They're,
1: they're, they're they go together. I, 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 I think I wrote a little letter which hasn't been published yet. But it, I think we've been measuring the wrong thing in all these EPI studies for the last forty years. We've been measuring because I find plenty of places where the body current, amperage of my body, is higher than a kite, and the Gauss meters and the other meters that we traditionally used don't show anything.
0: Yeah, well, they're measuring the magnetic field, which is another. No, 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 form they, of... they,
1: they measure electric field too. But oh, they so, do. They don't have the bandwidth that's uh-huh. the
0: okay so they're really as far as you know other than sort of uh rigging this up yourself there's no commercial device that will that is designed to measure uh, body fields
1: well, when, well no it wasn't designed but you can buy an off-the-shelf sure. fruit yeah they're, they're not expensive they cook like three four hundred dollars yeah and it's a multi in fact Marty Graham got mine off eBay, had a guy's name on it.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and what, if one wanted one of these meters, what would they be looking for? Is there, is it, does it have to have an, uh, an output or a section of a wire that will go to ground? Because most of them have...
1: Oh, no, this, the thing comes with everything you need. All you got to okay. do is, uh, is fabricate and it, take a, a wire, 12-gauge wire, and 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 put a... Uh, three prong plug on it where you, you you've got to cont- you only contact the the round plug. Mm-hmm. Sure, triangle. the ground, the ground, and that that's attached to your black uh, electrode.
0: Okay. that's
1: for your ground, and the red one goes to your EKG patch on your chest or to your mouth. Oh, on
0: your mouth, yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. And you're perfect.
1: set. You push a button and it read it.
0: Yeah, I think you can get them for less than three hundred. I think I've seen them right. Yeah,
1: well. Well, to get the exact one uh, on my okay. website, uh, I've, I've which,
0: got, which, got- what a, is your website?
1: Ken? It's it's called. You just go to Google, and type Sam Milham, dirty electricity. Okay. will it, come get it. Up. and okay. I got pay. I got papers on there, and the paper is it's called contact current. i measured contact current in showers. Uh, people in California were getting sick in their showers, and uh, their other oh, elect, the implanted elect elect cardioverters were malfunctioning. And I found out that the ground current, when you're wet, you know, you're a lot more conductive in the shower and you touch the shower handle, you're getting all the garbage that's running through the ground into your body. So I made measurements that it's high.
0: Now, have you ever measured your body current uh, when you were under a Faraday cage? Uh,
1: no. Well, no, I I, I I can interrupt it. If I like, I got a fluorescent light in my bathroom, which I keep, mm-hmm. if I get my hand close to it, I get really high body amperage if I put a, wa- a grounded wire screen between me and the light, it goes away.
0: Yeah, that that just blows my mind. I, I was not aware that... I, I mean, I, I have a massive uh, proponent for not using fluorescent lights, but for different reasons. I thought it was just the light emitted. I didn't realize that it transferred amperage into your body. I had no idea.
1: Let, let, let me take it one step further. Uh, years ago, I studied... Uh, a tanning salon because uh-huh. you lay on fluorescent bulbs. You know, that's how the beds work. So I got thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to measure my body amperage in, a, in one of these. I did. But <laughs> it's not that much higher than the poor girl who sits at the intake taking your money, and she's exposed to fluorescent lights on a slanting wall about 15 feet away. She had body amperage almost as high as you get on a tanning bed. Interesting my, bar, interesting. my barber shop's the same way. she got eight, six bulb units. And I, when I measured this, I had her shut the lights off. It all goes away. So she's getting fried all day, every day.
0: So, I, I mean, went, this, folks, this is just another reason why you do not want fluorescent lights in your well, house.
1: LED, you well, know, LEDs,
0: too. I, yeah, to I, I couldn't agree more. Just from the biological component of a light, not even the electrical component,
1: well, which, I I was,
0: which I was clueless about until now. So I went to, I went to a lighting
1: store. I took my junk into a lighting store before they were wise to me. I spent three hours measuring every light in a place, and almost every one was bad. LEDs, all the fluorescents were bad. The CFLs were super bad. And let me give you a final anecdote. Uh, so when Stetzer did the cow study, a lot of the, the, bar, the dairies kept the oscilloscopes in place. And he got a call from one of them who had the oscilloscope in place. Complaining that all of a sudden their milk production went way down, so Dave went out there and looked at the looked at the scope, and the only thing they did was they put in two brand new uh, six bulb fluorescent lights, and they that was it. We pulled them out and uh, pulled them back and measured them in his office, and and he's he's finally he's decided he fabricated a clean LED of all things by. You know how he just measured the crap and he bought fil- tuned filters. You can could, you could take care of most of this stuff.
0: Yeah, if if, if you believe that it's an issue and the op- obvious problem is that most of these companies are clueless about it. And even if they were aware, but they're not willing to spend the extra money to remediate it. Well, yeah,
1: it's not only clueless. The National Electric Safety Code tells the utilities that they cannot use the earth as a primary neutral return. The California PUD and most California public utility districts and commissions have laws, rules, regs. They're just violated willy-nilly. They just mm-hmm. don't. Okay. So
0: that, that to me, would seem to be a perfect opportunity to initiate a class action lawsuit against the utility for violating the existing regulations.
1: Exactly. But yeah. you know, you can't, can't get attorneys to handle this. They don't understand it. And right now, I'm helping a poor, poor guy in Tennessee who has yeah. a, a trailer park and they put a, a microwave antenna on this property, a SCADA, a communication device to, to take their, their smart meter data back for billing purposes. And he's uh-huh. sick. Everybody's sick. I went yeah. down and measured it, it's horrible certainly there's no place to hide anymore yeah. it's,
0: it's well you, you you've been a real pioneer out there and you've been taking the arrows in the back you really have and you know I when I read your book I just resonated with so much because I could see my own experience and you know when you're bringing these controversial uh, information to the public there's this massive effort from the offended or affected Corporate interest to discredit you, to take you down, to, to have, you know, invest significant resources to demonize you and make you appear like you're a flake. Exactly. And, that, and that's, and you, you've done this, they've been doing this for you the last two decades or longer.
1: Yeah, for forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long time. So, uh, yeah, and yet you persist. So, because obviously you're passionate about this, you're driven, and you, you went into this field for the right reasons. Well, and not, you maintain to- and you maintained your integrity, which is something we don't typically see in in many professionals.
1: Well, you know, not just that, but uh, I mean, how exciting is it? You know, I, 50, 60 years ago, I had an intuition about what was going on, and and the more I worked, the more, hey hey, wow, it's it's great. You know, you're right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <I'm pretty sure. laughs> but I wish I could get get the government. And, well, you know, I I've well, lived through, I left. I not- smoking.
0: Yeah, yes, that's right. You did. And
1: yeah, this. It took 50, 60 years. So when I'm in my grave, people are going to look back and say, God, no, I was right. Why did we listen to him?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and there's another pioneer similar to you. I, th- I think he's passed now. His name is Claire Peterson. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was the innovative researcher who really brought to light the damages and the dangers of lead and gasoline. We, you know, we had known for centuries that it was a neurotoxin, and yeah. the early 1900s were put in the gasoline. But it took someone like Claire Peterson to do the research. He actually went to the – got ice from the Arctic and showed that there was these massive differences. And then they finally – but he finally believed it. But they still have this massive discrediting campaign against it. But he changed it, and now lets out. And I think as similar with your efforts, maybe after you pass that this will happen. But you – I wasn't aware of these details, and I, I'm really interest, interested and in going to – seriously evaluate some campaigns that we can initiate to get this remediated because it's a relatively simple process and I have no problems investing significant resources to get this thing made right.
1: Oh, you know, uh, the the latest is really exciting. It it looks from our work that the cancers are frequency specific. Mm -hmm. And uh, the specific frequency causes specific cancers. And, you know, Dave Stetzer told me the Russians knew this. They weaponized uh, in World War, in the Cold War, they, they, they wiped out some of our ambassadors. And It wasn't when microwaves are supposed to be. The Russian embassy got microwaved. Ah, uh-uh, you can't run microwave through big rebar walls. They ran it in through the electric mains. They put dirty electricity of the right frequencies, and they knew which ones did it. And they gave these people leukemia. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting, and uh, I believe that not all we're not all the countries in the world are as foolish. I think that's the best term as the U.S. and aren't, aren't many of the countries like Russia and Germany? Don't they understand this issue and they're remediated? They don't have the the EMI in their electrical system.
1: Well, yeah, they they got a big advantage. They got a delta system. They don't. They their system is built so that all the returns go back on the wires. The other thing mm-hmm. they have is. Tighter EMI rules, like this this uh, this plant and, and that that caused the ocular melanoma cluster. They couldn't get away with that in in Europe. Stetzer tell, told me that that uh, when he looks at these variable frequency drives, they usually have machine studs on them for the filter to go on. But the filter is optional in this country, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not optional in Europe. You know, and so so.
0: <laughs> it's it's it, it it isn't funny, obviously, but it it's and it's not surprising, but it's it's just so sickingly sad that corporate greed has allowed the expansion and the progression of so many of these diseases. It's a primary contributing factor. There's no doubt in my mind. And regardless of the mechanism, I believe it's it's primarily mediated through optimizing mitochondrial function and or unoptimizing or causing mitochondrial dysfunction that this 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 uh its biological effects are uh mediated through. So
1: uh I want, to it's sad, some, though. I want to have some fun I, I put all my new papers on my website and PDFs. You gotta read some of those they will blow your mind. I will I will, few, I will. Like, scratched into that. I'd be glad to talk to you again if you have oh, any yeah. other questions. Oh I,
0: I am definitely going to keep your your content information in my my rolodex file no question because you are an expert in it it would be what i call bf beyond foolish to not utilize you as a resource you've spent decades understanding this you've got knowledge that took you this this long amount of time to acquire and is crazy not to access and utilize it and i look forward to working with you in the future on this so we uh i couldn't recommend more strongly to pick up a copy of your book dirty electricity you can get it on amazon for three dollars as a kindle version which is how i read it and it's a relatively quick read but it's very engaging You, you you wrote it yourself and it's almost like an autobiography because you don't just go into dirty electricity you talk about your journey which sort of reinforces the validity of your observations because it really shows the type of person that you are so i really thank you for writing that book and i think if you have any doubt i couldn't encourage anyone to pick up a copy Obviously, you're not making a lot of money at $3 a copy. Or, but, or you can get your papers that you can just type in your name, Sam, Sam Milham, and uh, Dirty Electricity, and you'll come up to your website, and there's papers you can download. So it's a great resource. And I really want to thank you uh, for your years of pioneering work and sticking in there and, and really persevering through the discrediting campaigns that industry has hurled at you.
1: I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. That is just great. That's so good to hear, so good to hear, because we need guys like you around, there's no question.